Good morning, good evening, good afternoon, whatever time you are tuning in. Welcome to Homesteading and Gardening in the Suburbs. I'm Emma from Misfit Gardening. And before we get into today's episode, I just want to give you guys a heads up because the wonderful people at Fort Worth Public Library um, reached out to me recently to let me know that throughout 2022 they are doing a number of different um, gardening series and um, these are you know things that are going on both you know online through zoom um, but also you know at the library itself Um, they currently have one series going on about native and invasive texas plants um, which i will link up to in the um, description of the podcast Um, but um, they have another one that's coming Coming up, um, so in partnership with the Fort Worth Water Department, Rooted In, and the Tarrant Regional Water District, the Fort Worth Public Library will be presenting a series of programs throughout 2022, focusing on gardening, water conservation, native plants, and how to make your landscape work for you and the environment. And of course, if you guys didn't already know, I'm a very big advocate of um, using resources that you have nearby, and that includes the local library. Um, There's lots of different programs that libraries across the country here in the US offer. So go and check them out and see what they've got going on. Um, But this upcoming gardening series that they've got going on um, is a free eight part series um, focusing on, you know, gardening, water conservation, native plants, and really how to kind of make you know what you have work within your environment so they've got things online via zoom also in person at various libraries um so starting kind of march 12th they've got um your better yard part one and then march 19th is your better yard part two april 9 is sprinkler spruce up and April 16th is also a sprinkler spruce up. By May 14 is Lawn Care, uh, Green with Envy. And June 11th is Dang It's Hot, Cool Off with Shade Gardening. That sounds like a really neat one to, to get in on. And October 8th is Flitter Flutter Flowers Butterfly Gardening. And November 12th is Trees for North Texas. And I'm going to put the link for that series um, that is going to be coming up also in the description of today's episode so if you live in the dallas fort worth area then definitely check those out but also don't hesitate to check out your local library anyway because there's loads of really cool programs and things that libraries do and the more that we visit them and let them know hey these things would be kind of interesting for us then they're able to kind of support the community a little bit better as well i know um from talking to some of you listeners who are involved with the local libraries that a lot of libraries also do kind of a seed library or a seed exchange program um so head on over to your local library and see what they've got going on all right so let's get on with today's episode um because i found this wonderful quote um a couple of months back by arthur ash or Arthur Ashe. Um, I use it more um, to, or I was using it to motivate me for exercising because um, every little helps when it comes to doing that. Um, but I think the quote actually works incredibly well for somebody who wants to start gardening or homesteading. So let me read you the quote. It is, start where you are, use what you have, do what you can. 
right? Isn't that wonderful? And I think it fits very nicely with my husband's grandfather's saying of use it up, wear it out, make it do or do without. I think the two of those together go really well hand in hand as part of, you know, a homesteader's mantra. And I think it's a great reminder that you really don't need to have all the things, um, you know, when you're starting out to homestead or starting a garden, right? Start small and build on what you have and your successes. So let's break down a garden that you could start where you are, use what you already have and do what you can. Okay, so let's start where you are. And the first thing for a garden is finding a spot in your yard that gets the most light. Plants need lots of light to grow well and fruit and vegetables are going to grow best in a position um, where you get more than eight hours of light in the growing season. Um, And the goal of this isn't to get you know, overly complicated or anything. It's just to get you started. So this is your first garden, you know, find where you get the most light in your yard and focus on that. Sure, if you were, you know, living in the South, you know, like if you're in Texas or, you know, I know, you know, there's a lot of listeners out there in Georgia and Alabama and also in Florida, you know, where you guys are dealing with humidity as well as the the sun, you know, that can create its own set of challenges. And yes, there are some nuances to gardening in those areas. However, of course, if you're in Texas, then the Fort Worth Public Library has got something that might be interesting with the uh, June 11th, um, dang, it's hot, cool off with shade gardening. I'm really interested in that one. Um, but, you know, there's, there's differences to, you know, the climate that you're in, right? Those of you listening in from beautiful California, right, you guys are having to deal with the sun and the heat, just like those of you that are in Arizona and New Mexico, right, and Nevada. There's there's differences wherever you are, but, you know, in terms of if this is your first garden, you know, the best advice is you want to find where you get the most light in the garden and then, you know, in your yard, right? Because that's going to be the best place for your veggies to grow, right? Uh, Vegetables, you know, they they do so much better um, when they get the most amount of light. And if this is your first garden, right, we want to you know, help set you up for success. So, you know, find the spot that is, you know, the most sunny and it might only be a teeny weeny spot and that's, that's okay. Um, you know, you could put a plant in there and that's the first thing that you, you start with. You don't necessarily need to be, you know, digging a, you know, up your entire lawn for a garden. Um, you can if you want and if your, you know, HOA and stuff allows it. Um, you know, I'm, I'm definitely an advocate of um, food over, over lawns. Um, but, you know, if this is your first garden, it's easy to try and do all the things and it's much better for you to scale it back and start small, you know, with a small little garden and, you know, work on improving those. So let's say that you've found the bit in your yard that gets the most light. You're like, okay, great. 
Got it, Emma. Right, now what? So let's talk about use what you have. So we're going to use whatever you have available to start your garden. Um, if you have a load of cardboard because somebody just made you relocate across the country again, um, you know, you go ahead and use that, right? Uh, granted, I understand that everybody has moved house and has a, you know, a ton of cardboard in every single room in their house. Um, so, you know, if you have these things, then feel free to to use them, right? Um, you know, if you've got a bunch of cardboard, you could totally use that and start putting it towards making a no-dig garden, right? You can use that cardboard to smother out the grass and the weeds. But if you don't have a house full of cardboard uh, <laughs> that feels like that you're living in a box fort, um, you know, don't don't sweat it. You don't need it for a garden. You could go ahead and have a dig garden instead. And, um, you know, I am pretty determined this year to video starting a garden sh so I can show you step by step how I'm doing things here. Because, you know, gardening's a, you know, a learning curve. And, you know, even though I've lived in different places and I've had a garden, right, just as I was saying earlier, there's there's different nuances to where you live, right? And, you know, I'm, you know, in a, in a different climate again than what I was before, but I'm also gardening on a north slope and I've never um, gardened on a north slope before. So that's kind of exciting. Um, but, you know, as soon as the snow melts, which I'm hopeful is going to be soon ish um now that the days are getting longer i'm always hopeful that spring is on the way um it is going to be quite interesting um because you know i've got new soil i've got a new landscape to kind of tackle there's the slope issue <laughs> that we now have um so it's going to actually be really fun in learning how to make this garden thrive and really working with what i have and using things that are already here on the property um to be able to make the garden grow like sure i could you know order in a bunch of compost and have that delivered and create my my garden beds sure i could do that um, but I would probably rather put the, the money that was going to be used for that in um, redoing the flooring or some of the other projects that we need to get done a little more urgently around the house. Um, so I digress. Let's get back to use what you have. You might be thinking what's what's a dig garden emma uh well my friend a dig garden is one way you are going to dig or to till so you would want to be grabbing a gardening fork and a shovel maybe a helper or two um and what you do is you basically push that gardening fork or shovel into the ground with your foot you pull back on the handle and lift that soil out turf weed soil the lot right some gardeners just put that first turfy layer to one side then they put the garden fork back into the ground and lift out a forkful or a shovelful of soil again you turn that second shovel or forkful upside down put it back into that space and just kind of break up that soil a little bit and then put that turfy bit of soil that you took out originally and put it on top with that grassy turfy stuff facing down so that's touching the soil right um this is so that the grass and the weeds will break down and decompose and feed the soil 
other gardeners do the same thing but they take out the grass and the weeds so rather than just putting it the grassy turfy side you know straight down they actually break that piece up and remove all the weeds carefully pulling out the roots and everything else um you can put those weeds and grass and stuff like put them to steep in a bucket of water for a couple of weeks to kill off those tenacious weeds um, before putting them into the compost heap um, if you have compost or other soil amendments available to you maybe you've got some well rotted chicken manure or you were lucky to find a stable that feeds the horses organic feed so there's no residue pesticides and they're like hey please come take our manure because we have too much of it um, you know that happened quite a lot in the UK where you know stables were literally giving away manure like they would have like the old horse feed bags like on the side of the road filled with manure and you could just grab whatever you wanted that was pretty cool um but you know if, if that's available to you and you want to put that on your garden then you know as you're turning the soil over that is a really good time to either add that in and dig it over a little bit or just kind of cover it on top i mean you can dig it through to help distribute it within that soil um, but you don't have to you can just layer it on top and let things you know naturally work and, and break down right worms are really good at bringing things into the soil but if you don't have them available then don't sweat it you don't have to use them for your first garden same with green manures or cover crops right if you have them and you want to use them great if you don't then don't worry about it don't think that you need to be buying all of these things to get your garden going and you know i know this is you know somebody that would look at my seed collection possibly on um facebook i think i put a picture of of my dog next to like two or three totes full of of seeds seeds that i'd saved or seeds that i'd purchased right um somebody looking at that might be like oh my god i need to have all of the things but you don't need to have all of the things right those the seeds and things they took years for me to collect and to save and to kind of build up a collection right and it's same with anything with with gardening right it's taken me time to you know have the things and um be able to use them and when it comes down to it like the very basic tools that i use day in and day out when it comes to the garden are my garden fork um the shovel honestly gets used way more for shoveling snow um and maybe putting grit down than it ever does in the garden because i use the garden fork all the time and i'll use a trowel to um you know plant things by hand and that's about it maybe some secateurs or hand pruners everything else is kind of done with with my hands but i i understand that not everybody's like that right other people want to use more tools and stuff so that's that's totally fine right use what you have i will say though that today i bought a vintage scythe and i am incredibly excited to use that although i was wandering around um the habitat for humanity store with it on my shoulder and they were like um can you put this behind the register please so you don't accidentally take anybody out with this so i was like oh yeah sure i didn't even think of that um but i'm you know that's kind of the the latest tool that I've bought and that's really to tackle a uh, rather unruly patch of raspberry canes that we have that's there because there's no way that I'm going to be able to get the mower through it and it is such a large area um 
you know there's there's no way i'm going to be able to hand prune that all but that's like the latest tool that that i ever got but really you know you don't need to have all of these things right if you're starting small and you're going to do a, a dig garden right invest in some you know basic tools if you can or borrow them from somebody and you know maybe a friend's got some gardening equipment and they're you know willing to come and help you you know break the ground in your new garden right what a great way to spend time with with people right um maybe, maybe not when it comes to digging that might be a bit of a hard sell um but you never know um and you know one of the wonderful things about um gardening is you know, I always say this, but there is many ways to garden as there are gardeners and people on the planet and you can really do what works for you. So use what you have. Don't worry about running out and buying all the things. Homesteaders typically use what they have, like what they already have around, right? Use it up, wear it out, make it do or do without, right? So that use what you have, okay? Um, you might be curious, um, how do I dig a garden? Since I said earlier that I was going to be looking at videoing how I'm starting a garden. And um, I'm going to be doing two, actually. I'm going to be doing a dig and a no dig garden. Um, and that's kind of how I, I roll. Like, because I want a garden putting in relatively quickly and I don't want to be having to paid to have like large inputs of compost and stuff in it a dig garden makes more sense um i do have compost started on the garden or in the garden um but nowhere near enough that i would need to be able to um prep all these beds to be like a you know lasagna garden or a no dig garden and you know these things are going to take time to do so i'm opting for a dig garden and I'm going to be honest, I actually quite like digging a garden and pulling the weeds out. Um, but having now a, a much bigger space to put garden beds in, I'm starting to think that turf down method is going to be a good idea for speed. However, when you do that and you just put that turf side down, um you are gonna need to do some weeding right you are gonna get like grass sprouting up and around you know where the light isn't blocked out it's just gonna be a lot less than what it was as if you were trying to you know plant straight into the grass um so you know the the advantage is you're gonna have fewer weeds but you're still gonna need to do some weeding um so there's you know a a, a payoff there that you've got a way out um so i might do some where i was just pulling out the weeds and then others where i'm going to do turf down i can totally see after i've been you know digging and pulling weeds out for a few hours where i would start to be thinking all right i'm just going to put some turf down and i'll worry about that later on when i've got a bit more energy so i mean we'll we'll see how it pans out on the day and you know that's that's part of it too right how how do you feel as a gardener as you're doing some of these things but um that kind of leads me rather nicely onto our final point which is do what you can because growing your own food isn't a race and it has taken me a lot of trial and error to grow vegetables and fruit and herbs and even now it's not always a sure thing 
right and you know i've moved to a different climate that i've got to try and figure out a different soil type right you know this is all gonna be an interesting learning experiment for me this year right that's all like whatever your first garden is is really a a fun and delicious hopefully experiment but the best advice i can give to somebody or anyone who is wanting to grow their own food is just to do it right to try a small garden bed a couple of veggies that you really like to eat right there is nothing wrong with starting small and keeping things manageable it's actually quite daunting to be going from you know a side yard like what we had in utah to growing on like half an acre it's actually quite scary for me um and you know i'll be honest it was kind of scary when i got my first allotment like that bad boy was like thigh high in in weeds and you know i think that's part of the thing like for those of you that are listening in the uk right if you're new to getting an allotment like they always seem to give you the ones that are like a thicket of brambles or you know so high with with you know the grass and the weeds you're kind of wondering if you're going to find you know a lost civilization in there um and i think part of it is to kind of test you out as a gardener like are you able to kind of tackle this and, and manage it but i gotta tell you like when you get through something you know as kind of yikes and overgrown as as those things are and you see the rewards and where you've come from oh my gosh it makes you know it it kind of you know sets you right there on like oh my gosh i really achieved so much and you're able to kind of like take a step back and be like wow this is so much different from what it was before but you do what you can when you can and that's the only way that i've found to be able to tackle some of these bigger projects as little and often right and I ran into this kind of being stuck and kind of scared to do it with making a quilt, right? I was so overwhelmed with what fabric goes with what, what design should I do, right? I, I mean, I have totes of fabric. I mean, if you thought my seed collection was bad, then my crafting collection was even worse. And, um, you know, I had totes of, of so much fabric and um, I have my grandmother's quilt like english paper pieced quilt and um she sent it to me before she died and you know it, it's unfinished and one of the things that i've wanted to do is is finish it for her and i i've wanted to learn how to quilt because i want to do a good job on this right you know she's spent hours and hours and hours cutting out bits of paper cutting out bits of fabric stitching it all together and it, it's beautiful absolutely beautiful and I love just just looking at all the the vintage fabrics and things on there so I want to do this justice because she spent so much time and love doing it and and I I love my grandma so much and you can probably tell in, in my voice um I miss her terribly and um you know, I I had been sort of picking up these cute bits of fabric that I thought, oh, this will go with, you know, Granny's quilt and be able to get that done. Anyway, so I have this, you know, small tote of, of fabric and um, specifically for that project. And I've been picking up cute bits of fabric and stuff to, to make quilts with. And I got so overwhelmed with what fabric's going to go 
together and what sort of design I should do that I never started. It's just all kind of sat there and I've been kind of scared to do anything with it until, you know, I was chatting with my dear neighbour who said to me as I was kind of saying like, well, I don't know what fabric goes together and how do I figure this bit out? And, um, you know, she gave me some some books to kind of help, um, you know, the basic techniques and stuff. But the one thing that she said to me that really struck home when I said like, well, I don't know what fabric goes well together out of all the fabric that I got. And she said, does it matter? I was like, well, what do you mean? She was like, well, d- does it matter if it, if it goes together? If you love the fabric, then just put it together. And then she suggested try, you know, looking at a scrappy quilt. And she was kind of explaining how she's seen quilts or, you know, quilters who use all sorts of fabric from like fabric from different holidays, different colours, different textures, like all of these things. But overall, it comes together and makes these beautiful quilts. So, you know what? Do you know what I did? I made a scrappy quilt and I was so over the moon. Like I'd been diligently kind of working at piecing these things together and I I even gave up like trying to figure out making the the shapes and stuff. I went kind of very freeform on um making these quilt things and just to kind of get a you know get some success behind me right like sort of oh okay I can I can do this I can do this I've done this and then I have just finished a a baby quilt for my new baby niece that was born last month and I have been kind of working on making these scrappy blocks putting them together but it actually gave me the confidence to and although it's just a basic nine patch you know, nine really big squares. Um, you know, let's keep it simple here, folks. Um, but, you know, I made made this quilt. Um, actually, I made it with my husband and, and we did it together on our anniversary and we made it for our new baby niece. So, it, you know, I had this, you know, kind of sense of encouragement of like, oh, I've been, been able to do that, right? And it's building on those successes, right? I will be honest. My first quilts are full of what I am going to call rustic charm, aka mistakes. <laughs> but it is just getting started, right? And just that that first, you know, jump in to doing it, just getting started, you know, and, and trying it, right? Trying a new skill. That was at least half the battle it was probably most of the battle actually was just kind of getting out of my own head and trying it so back to digging a garden bed right because I'm assuming that we're you know during this discussion in today's episode that we're making a garden and we don't have a lot on hand right we've we've been lucky enough to you know borrow a garden fork or a shovel from somebody and um you know that's that's exactly how I did my first garden ever was I I grabbed the garden fork out of um the the garage and I dug a hole much to my parents annoyance um but it was in the worst possible place in the garden because there was no way that my mum was going to let me dig a vegetable patch in the middle of the lawn 
no way um so my first garden was totally in the shade i think it had maybe like three hours on a on a good day um of it getting sunshine it was under the apple tree it was behind the garage it was just worst possible place but i was determined to grow something and i did I did. I managed to grow things in there. And all that I, I did was clear the ground of weeds and turned over that soil with a garden fork and planted some seeds. And that's that's really what it was. And, you know, I'll be honest, you know, even though I'm I'm a much bigger girl now than what I was when I started that garden bed. Oh my gosh, like at least 20 years ago now. That's quite depressing now I think about it. Um, but, you know, I I actually quite like digging. Um, there's something kind of therapeutic for me about that. Like I can listen to an audio book or, you know, I could put my headphones in and just fire up the metal and listen to, you know, some music through my headphones and just focus on one shovelful at a time or one garden fork at a time because I actually prefer to use the garden fork to to dig things over. Um but, you know, if you look at hand digging like an acre of soil as one thing, that's going to look like climbing a mountain or running a marathon with no training, right? If you break it down into small and manageable chunks, and that's exactly how I tackled my weedy allotment, right? I would work from one end of the garden bed to the other. And, you know, after digging and removing weeds and stuff, I would do so many, like, rows or, like, spade or shovel widths back, right? After maybe five of them, I'd be like, okay, I need a bit of a break from this. So, you know, have a nice cup of tea or whatever. But you've got all this kind of lovely soil that you've already done. Well, I would go ahead and plant that with something, um, you know, after you've done a, a chunk, you know, and if you're able to plant it up if you can, because then you're able to really see, you know, the efforts of your labors. And, you know, the next time that I visited the allotment, you know, I could see that the veggies were a little bit higher and, you know, I was able to go on pulling weeds and digging things over and just kind of doing it a little bit more. And then after I'd cleared a bit more of that garden bed, I would put some more vegetable plants and things in, right? So that worked really well for having transplants and things to go in. If I didn't, then I would put some, some seeds down, right? Um, being able to kind of see your progress, I think, is, is very helpful in spurring you on, right? And eventually, eventually, it will all get done, right? Whether it's weeding, you're digging the garden bed, you're laying cardboard down, making compost, right? Eventually, it will get done. And just keep at it little by little, right? A museum or an art gallery didn't acquire its collections overnight. I mean, I assume they didn't, you know, acquire them overnight. You know, Rome wasn't built in a day. It was, it was always what... You know, my family always said, well, Rome wasn't built in a day. Um, but, you know, just as, you know, these things take time to, you know, be built, built up, right? Like the museum or the art gallery, right? Having, you know, all these beautiful paintings and things in there, right? Your garden's the, the same, right? You're going to be honing your skills with growing a garden and your garden's going to change and adapt just like you and your garden might get a little bit bigger with more beds over the seasons, right? Or it might get smaller, right? Because you're not able to manage such a, a bigger space. 
But I really want to hear from you and let me know in the Facebook group, what are you starting with, right? Are you starting from bare ground? Are you starting from, you know, a, you know, knee high weedy mess, right? What What's your first garden going to be like? And um, what are you using? Are you going to be doing a dig? Are you going to be doing a no dig? Um, and what are you going to do in your garden or your homestead this year? Let me know. But just remember, start where you are, use what you have and do what you can and definitely make use of local resources and see what your library has to offer. Like even now I still use my local library and I've borrowed so many books about gardening or native plants around me because there's a whole new set of plants out there in my um, backyard that I am excited to find out what they are come spring. So let me know what's going on for you in your garden and on your homestead. I love to hear from you as you are going through the garden and the growing season. I love hearing from you. Until next time, I hope your garden grows beautifully and I'll see you all next week.